believing for the best. And this week, we're going to talk about being positioned for favor. We're right smack dab in the middle of this series. Uh, last week, we'll end the series. We're going to talk about the favor anointing. But this week, we're going to talk about being positioned for favor. The mighty, unusual, amazing favor of God. Now, one of the things that crosses my mind when I think about this word favor is that to many Christians, whether they admit it or not, this word seems to be sort of a dirty word to them. Favor. You know, the favor of God. And the reason, I believe, is because people don't really believe that God would actually favor them, that he would pour out his favor upon them. We have this mentality because of the society that we live in, because of our environment, because of how we've grown up. We have this mentality that, you know, we have to do works in order to gain favor. Okay? I want to tell you something about being on the side of the Lord, and that is that there is no, or there are no amount of works that you can do to gain the favor of the Lord. Come on. I mean, what can you do to gain his favor? We're talking about the one that created the universe and, uh, you know, he did everything. So there's nothing you can do to impress God in order to gain his favor. But we want to be positioned for favor. This word favor to me is, is a word that I believe because of where we are, how we've been brought up and all of those type of things is just sometimes difficult. It's difficult to digest. And here's what I believe, and this is why the Lord prompted me to start out our reboot classes with, in the sanctuary having uh, a class on the kingdom of God. I really believe as much as we talk about the kingdom of God, as many sermons as we've heard on the kingdom of God, as many books that have been written on the kingdom of God, and as much as we've talked about it, I don't believe that a lot of us really truly understand the kingdom of God. And the reason I'm not blaming anybody, myself or you or anyone else, I just think the reason is because, as I've said, our environment, where, we grow, where we've grown up and what we're used to. See, we get used to what we get used to. That was part of Brother Chris's testimony. We just get used to that thing. And so we've grown up in a democracy, which has been good for us in America. I mean, we've, you know, we've... Uh, we've done well at times with the democracy. The idea of it is very good. The only problem and the only issue with that is, is you now, if you have given your life to the Lord, you are a citizen of the kingdom of God. And what we try to do is we try to approach the kingdom of God like a democracy when it really is a theocracy. You see, you see what I'm saying? There's no voting there's no voting in the kingdom of God. There's no checks and balances between the executive branch and this. There's no impeaching and, you know, doing what the con you don't go against the Bible. You see, I, I, I read in the Bible when some folks went against the Bible, the ground opened up and swallowed them up. When Lucifer went against what God's word says, well, he got banned forever. Come on now. This book you don't go against. It's either his way or the highway. Sounds kind of cruel sometimes, doesn't it? But it really isn't, and we'll talk about why it's not. You see, with God, in many cases, it's either black or white. It's no gray area, no politically correctness. You either do or you don't. 
You see, God said, I would that you be hot or what? Cold. If you ride the fence, if you're in the middle, I'll spew you, I'll vomit you, actually, one translation says, out of my mouth. In other words, he has disdain for lukewarmness, for straddling the fence. Well, you know, it's kind of this. No, you either love the Lord or you don't. You're either on his side or you're not. You're either a citizen of the kingdom of heaven or you're not. And that's the way the kingdom works. Now, having said all of that, what we must realize that the kingdom of heaven has a king that is the greatest king that you will ever know. The most gracious king, the king with the most favor, the king with the most love. Come on, the king with the most healing, the king with the most deliverance. In fact, said it many, many times here in this pulpit. It is not, he just doesn't have those things. That's who he is, right? God is love. Well, God is deliverance. God is healing. He's everything that you ever want. And so if you're part of this kingdom, you get the benefits of the king. Come on. Why would you want to approach it like a democracy? I don't want anybody, anybody voting in the kingdom of God on anything. All I want to do is hear from the Lord. What you say, Lord, that's what I'll do. He set it up that way from the beginning. Come on, in the Garden of Eden, he set it up that way. Listen, you can have everything except for this one tree. What are we going to do? Vote to see if we can... You got everything. He told the older son, look, your son has come back, but you, you've got everything. What are you whining about? You got it all. And so we must be citizens of the kingdom of God. We must understand that in order to understand the favor of God believing for the best. See, God wants to bless you. There's nothing you can do to earn his favor. Jesus told one man, he said, listen, only believe. That's what he told Jairus. Because Jairus came to Jesus and said, listen, my daughter is on her deathbed. He said, well, let's go. We'll go there and we'll heal her. Well, in the meantime, a lady came up with the issue of blood. Touched him. He dealt with her. Well, by the time he did all that, someone came up and said, listen, your daughter is dead. But Jesus said, listen, my favor is still on you. You don't have to worry about it. What? Only believe. And that's what he's saying to us today. Only believe. Only believe. What is favor? We defined what we're talking about last week. It's aligning our life with God's blessings. You must believe that God blesses you. He doesn't just want to bless you. He is blessing you with his grace, with his favor that positions us for increased influence. Come on. Supernatural turnarounds, limitations broken, dreams awakened, missed opportunities redeemed back, wide open new doors of divine possibilities. I'm talking about things you can't do on your own, never could do it. But because you believe what God is telling you and what he tells you to do, it opens wide up for you. And others can't believe it. How in the world? Well, I just believe God. Psalms 90:17. this is going to be our prayer, says, let the favor of the Lord, our God, be upon us because we're citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Come on. 
and establish the work of our hands upon us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Let God do it. Put your hand to it and let God do it. Come on, somebody. Let him do it. You have to believe. We talked about Luke 4, 19. Jesus declared this, and we declared this last week, the favor of the Lord. This is the year of the favor. He got up in the temple. He got up in the synagogue, and he said, listen, I'm going to open up the scroll, and they didn't even understand that he was speaking about himself. He said, God has anointed me. And then in verse 19, he said, what? To proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. I'm proclaiming it. And we've proclaimed it. We proclaim that this is the time for God's favor. What does that mean? To proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. To announce the year of God's favor has begun. It's not beginning. It's already begun. To announce this is God's year to act. To proclaim the time of God's favor has come. His favor is here now, saints. But it's up to us to position ourselves to fall right in line with his favor. Believe it. He says only believe. There are five things I want you to take these down very briefly. Five things that I want to be a part of your prayer life as you move forward in believing that God will favor you. First of all, I want you to believe in divine possibilities and I want you to absolutely pray for divine possibilities in your life. I want you to pray for awesome God moments. I'm talking about things that you never could have thought would happen. I'm too old for that. My chance has passed. I missed the opportunity. The door's closed. God has a way of opening it back up and taking you right through. Pray for life-changing turnarounds. Come on, somebody in your life you've been preaching to, you've been talking to, and you're just about to give up on them? Don't give up because God didn't give up on you. Pray for a life-changing turnaround. Why? Because the favor of the Lord is upon you. Pray for obstacles to be removed. Every obstacle out of my way. Because I'm a freight train with the favor of the Lord. Can't stop it. In your prayer time, declare the favor of the Lord is upon you. It has to come out of your mouth. You really don't believe it unless you speak it. Come on. If you don't speak it, you really, you can't just have it in your mind and say, oh, well, you know, I think it's kind of true. But if somebody asks you, say, well, I, I, we'll just have to see. No, we're not going to see God's favor is upon me because he said it was. I'm not going to doubt that. In fact, you can't even get saved unless you confess it out of your mouth. Paul said you must confess. He didn't stop. He didn't say confess, period. He said you must confess with what? You must confess with your mouth. It must come out of your mouth that the favor of the Lord is upon me. Now, what I want to tell you is that, yes, the rain falls on the just just as it does on the unjust. We know that. God also blesses those who are not part of him. But listen, he'll bless them on what I call one-offs. He'll, you ever ask somebody, hey, can you do me a favor? Right. This is a one time thing, a favor. In fact, if somebody asks you four or five times for a favor, you might say, well, you're just out of favors. Come on. But we're not talking about God doing you a favor. That's not what this is about. What we're talking about is walking, living, moving, having my being in the favor of God. We're talking about living a life of favor. 
Every day you wake up, I'm favored. I'm blessed and highly favored. I go through my day, what? I'm blessed. The enemy comes against me, guess what? I'm blessed and highly favored. When I end my day, today was a great day. Why? Because I was blessed and highly favored. Well, what's going to happen tomorrow? I get to think tomorrow I'm going to be blessed and highly favored. Not because of anything I could ever do, but simply because the love of God is set upon me and he has chosen to favor me. God's love and his favor is upon me and the time is now. Listen to what 2 Kings 13 says. Jehoaz sought the favor of the Lord and the Lord listened to him. God heard him. He listened to him. He heard what he had to say. We need to pray for increased favor in our life. It needs to come out of our mouth. In fact, let's say this prayer together. Put the prayer for increased favor up. I know we said a prayer last week, and actually a couple of people have asked me for that prayer. What I'm going to do is the prayer from last week and this prayer today, I'm going to put on a little card, have it laminated, and hopefully we'll have it for you next week or the next couple weeks. We'll be able to give those out, and we'll have it on our Facebook page and on our web page, and you can look at that prayer and say it uh, every day, every morning when you wake up, every time that, uh, you know, the enemy comes against you you just repeat these prayers of favor come on let's say this together one two three lord today i've been my knees and my heart before you asking you to release a greater measure of your favor upon my life with prayer and fasting i lay before you my year make this a year of your favor now, you would look at that prayer and say, well, this should be said at the beginning of the year. But I want to tell you, just because the turning of the page of the calendar doesn't mean your life changes. Come on. That's why sometimes, I mean, I, I like, I love, uh, you know, New Year when New Year's comes and we make, uh, you know, what is it, our New Year's resolutions? Uh, not revolutions, resolutions. Some people make a revolution, but... I, always, I used to make a lot of resolutions, but I don't do that anymore because for me, now I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with it. I, I mean, I absolutely love to hear New Year's resolutions, but uh, for me, just the turning of the calendar, uh, you know, that, that's not what changes my life. See, the favor of the Lord is on my life, whether it's 2012, 2020, or if I live to be 2050. See what I mean? The favor of the Lord. Come on. Whether it's June, May, August, whatever it is, cold, hot, favor of the Lord is there. Upon my life, the favor is on you now and you must see the increase as being real, tangible in my life. Increase of God's presence and anointing. New levels of God working in you and working good in you and working his purposes in you. So how do you position yourself for favor? Well, the first thing is you have to realize that favor comes to those who are the citizens of the kingdom of God. I started to say I realize that uh, the rain, it rains on the just and the unjust, but I'm talking about living a life of favor. I'm talking about walking in favor, the favor of the Lord, every moment of every day. That's what we want to get to. Come on, how many want to get to that? Come on, instead of just God doing you a favor. God, can you do me a favor and help me out with this bill? You know, can you do me a favor and help me because I'm not feeling well? Can you? I'm talking about walking in favor. Talking about where it's not a question. You're walking in the increased favor of the Lord. And for that, you must belong to him. You must be a citizen of the kingdom of God. And I want to let you know that 
you don't just get into the kingdom of God. You know, you, you don't buy your way in. You don't pay, you know, you don't pay somebody payola. Right. We saw that. We saw the, the James Brown movie last night. They were talking about payola. They get to pay players records more than others because of a little payola. You can't bribe the Lord to get into the kingdom of God. You can't get in because your mom is such a good person. Right. And I'm just coming in on the coattails of my mother. You can't get in by doing good deeds. You can't help enough old ladies across the street. Thank God we don't have any old ladies here, but if there were some old ladies, you can't help enough old ladies across the street. Come on. What good deeds could you do? What could you do to earn your way into the kingdom of heaven? You can't live Christ-like enough without confessing him to earn your way into the kingdom of heaven. John 3, 3 says you must be born from above. Let me ask you a question. As much as I love Pastor Phil and Sister Mary, the Amendolas. Now, Pastor Phil is a, a father to me, a spiritual father to me. But just for a moment, I want you to imagine the, the natural, okay? And I, I see Pastor Phil, I see Sister Mary, and I absolutely love the way that they live their life. You know, and I love their children, and I love their family. I see uh, how they, you know, sit down to dinner, and Sister Mary makes those cream puffs, you know, and that eggplant. And uh, I just love all of that kind of stuff. And I say, you know what? I really wish I was them. I wish I was, you know, part of their family. And so what I do is I start doing all of those type of things. You know, I get my wife to make cream puffs and, you know, eggplant. And, you know, I start talking like Pastor Phil, hey, you know, and, uh, you know, all of these things. And I do all these things to mimic them. Uh, my question is, am I an Amendola? I can be an honorary Amendola. I can be an honorary Amendola. I know we look a lot alike. You guys can't tell. Probably, probably a bad, probably a bad, you know, example. Because Pastor Phil, you know, it's, it's my father, so it's a bad example. But with my DNA in the natural now, in the natural, I'm not an Amendola. How do I? How? What is the only way a person can be an Amendola? Besides being adopted and besides marriage, born into it. God did both. He adopted us and we were birthed. Come on. Into the kingdom of God. You see, John 3, 3 says you must be born from above. You must be born again by the water and by the spirit. Paul tells us how to do that. He says that you must confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and you must believe in your heart that he died on the cross and rose again on the third day. Then you shall be saved. Nothing, there's no other way. You can't back in. You can't believe in Buddha, Confucius, Mother Teresa, Martin Luther, or Martin Luther King. None of them. You must confess with your mouth, come on, and believe in your heart. That's how you become a citizen. Now, once you become a citizen of the kingdom, God's grace and his favor is set upon you. Proverbs 8.35 says, For he who finds me finds life and obtains favor from the Lord. He said, he who finds me. He didn't say, he who pleases me. He didn't say, he who does ten acts of good things and passes it along. He didn't say any of those. He said, he who finds me finds life and obtains favor. We must believe this, folks. 2 Peter 1, 2 says, grace and peace be yours. Now that word grace there is also the same interchangeable word for favor. So favor and peace be yours in abundance. 
through the knowledge of God and, our, and Jesus, our Lord. In abundance. How many know God doesn't do things in a little bit? He doesn't just do things in a little bit. He created you and I, and out of 7 billion people on this planet, the earth is such a tiny speck in the universe. He could have just created our solar system and called it a day, right? But he didn't. He created the universe with billions of stars, billions of galaxies. Come on. Unlimited space. Why? Well, I just believe that God just does things in abundance. Come on. There's no reason for him to do a little bit. He doesn't have to cut back on some of these things. He just does it in abundance. And so think about that when you think about this scripture that says grace, favor, and peace be yours in abundance. In abundance. Psalms 5.12 says, For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous with favor. You will surround him with the shield. Now here are some things that I want you to jot down and put in your prayer life. Specific favor prayers. Add this to your prayer life when we're talking about being positioned for favor. First of all, pray for favor to increase for what? Position you for promotion. And that's not just on your job. That's everywhere in life. Come on, I'm going to a new level in every area of my life. Every area. Pray that God increase you to position you for promotion. Now, when you talk about that, we can talk about Joseph and we can talk about all those in the Bible that what did they do? All they did was they believed God. They simply believed him. First Samuel 16, then Saul sent to Jesse saying, please let David stand before me for he has found favor in my sight. Simply loving the Lord. Come on. Psalm 75, 6 and 7, for exaltation comes neither from the east, nor either, neither from the west, nor from the south. But God is the judge. He puts down one and he exalts another. I'd rather be in a position where God would exalt me. Come on, you take care of his business. This lady, I went to the Y yesterday, was at the Y working out. And as I was walking out, I heard these two ladies at the front desk just having a good time. Talking about the Lord. And as I was walking, I said, well, y'all better praise the Lord. They said, that's right. And this lady turned to me and said, that's right. You better praise him too. She said, as you take care of his business, he'll take care of your business. You ain't got nothing to worry about. I said, well, all right now. I feel better. I was feeling kind of bad because I just worked out and everything was hurting, you know. And when she said that, I just felt better. <laughs> we need to pray for favor increase to position you for influence. Come on, a true leader is one who is able to influence others. Esther was one who was able to influence the king who had the power to kill all of her people, wipe them off the face of the earth. But she, little old Esther, influenced the king. Come on, pray for influence. We need some influence increasers in our life. You know what an influence increaser is? It's a humble heart. You know, I've been in corporate America for quite some time. Those of you who work for our Ukraine and, you know, some of these other corporations or really any job, you know, you found that in order to get promoted, a lot of times you have to promote yourself, you know, on your achievement and development or your review at the end of the year. You know, you got to talk about all the good things you did this year and the classes that you took and, you know, maybe some successes that you had. Uh, you know, there was a crisis and I was, you know, I was part of that and I was part of the solution and you have to present yourself so they'll look at that and go, okay, this person is a candidate for promotion. 
This person is a candidate for influence. But I want to tell you in the kingdom of God, again, we approach the kingdom of God like we're in a democracy or like we're in corporate America. It's not what God wants from you. God don't want you to promote yourself. He knows everything you can do. He knows all your successes and your failures. He knows all your capabilities. He knows your plan. He knows uh, your potential and he knows your purpose. Come on. But here's what God wants from you. He wants a humble servant's heart. That's an influence increaser. He wants you to be humble in heart. He wants you to have a Christ-like character. And he wants you to use your God-given gifts wisely. We need to pray for favor increase to position you for blessings. And when I say blessings, I don't mean just uh, blessings that you, you knew you could get, you know, things that you earn. I mean things that you could have never earned. You know what I mean? I'm talking about things that, uh, you know, you, you, you didn't even see it coming and God just blessed you. I remember one time when the Lord, I won't be specific, but the Lord, uh, you know, I was disobedient to God. Knew the right thing to do and didn't do the right thing, did the wrong thing. And actually was ready for the punishment of the Lord. Next thing I knew, the Lord blessed me more than I could ever believe. What didn't even see it coming, and I, but I knew God did it. And what happened was I, I had to I had to go back to the Lord and repent. You see, because godly sorrow brings repentance. I'm not telling you to go out and do wrong to see if God blesses you. But what I'm telling you is there are areas, and when you position yourself, and when your heart is right before God, God will bless you in ways that you don't even expect. At times when you don't even know it's coming, but you got to position yourself for blessing. Now we need to pray for favor increase to position you for marketplace success. Those of you that maybe are in college, you're getting out of college, you're about to go into the marketplace. Those of you who are in the marketplace, listen, work is not just a place that you go just to make some money so you can pay the bills and get it over with. It's, it's not that way. As much as you want to think it's that way, as much as you want it to be that way, that's not what it is. Otherwise, you wouldn't be there eight hours a day, five days a week. Come on. 280 some odd days a year or whatever it is, less vacation. You're there most of your life. <laughs> Come on. You ought to have some influence. You ought to have some favor in the marketplace. See, God just doesn't want to bless you with money so you can quit your job. What God wants to do is bless you on your job so that you influence others. He wants to bless you on your job so that when you go in, you say, what's a great day? I'm glad to be here today. What we got going on? What do we need to tackle? Let's do it. Boss on a rampage, that's okay. We'll bless him too. We'll pray for him. He'll be all right. Come on. He wants you to have a great attitude going into it and to be blessed by work. You get promotions you didn't expect. Coworkers blessing you. People talking about you, putting you in positions. Come on. The marketplace influence, marketplace success. We need to pray for favor increase to position you for spiritual breakthrough. I'm talking about healings. I'm talking about walking in divine health. Folks, I know the enemy comes against us. I know there's I know there's all those. I'm ne I would never deny the things that happen in the real world. But what I want to tell you is when God positions you for a spiritual breakthrough, he sets you in a place where you're able to overcome everything that the enemy brings against you. I begin to look at this scripture a little differently that says when the enemy comes in. I put a little comma right there. Not when the enemy comes in like a flood. I know the enemy can come in like a flood. I know that. But listen to it this way. When the enemy comes in, comma, like a flood, God raises us. 
can't touch him. It ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. Like a flood, I raise a standard. Don't even think about it. I'm like, oh, God just knocks him back. Can't even come nigh you. That's walking in favor, and that's what God wants us to do. We need to position ourselves for breakthrough for these things. We need to position ourselves, pray for increase to position you for new and amazing victories over anything that the enemy would bring against you. We can have victory over all those things. I'll tell you what. The first thing we need to do is believe. Jesus told Jairus, he said, listen, and he, he didn't say believe. He said, only believe. Only believe. He's trying to get a point across. He's trying to tell you that it's that simple. You're trying to do too many things. We're trying to put our hand in it. And God is saying, don't put your hand in it. Stop it. Only believe. Only believe me. Then you can be obedient. See, if you believe me, you'll do what I tell you to do. And when you do what I tell you to do, things will happen. I know it sounds a little silly to march around the wall and blow a trumpet when they have spears and they have flaming arrows and you're looking at that going this this ain't gonna work i don't know how this gonna work but god says only believe simply do what i tell you to do and watch how things how watch how the enemy listen gideon he told gideon too many people thirty-two thousand, too many too many people you know he said all right i'll send some of them home who's who's afraid okay y'all go home 22,000 went home, had 10,000 said, yes, Gideon said, okay, all right, Lord, we got 10,000, I don't know how we're going to do this. God said, yeah, too many people. It's too many. Gideon said, say what? You know how many people they have? All right, Lord, nevertheless, like Peter, nevertheless, at your word. Say, look how they drink water. Look at the ones that lap it up like a dog. I want them guys. Yeah, I can do more with those 300 than I can with 10,000 that are scared and proper. We're going to a battle. I don't need some proper people. I need some folks that's going to lap up the water like a dog. Come on. (laughs) Gideon said, Lord, you sure are crazy. (laughs) And then he said, do what I tell you to do. Gideon did what God told him to do. Enemies started killing themselves. Brought the sword, went crazy. Let me tell you something. I'll just leave you with this. Watch, if, watch how if you're obedient to God. Watch how your enemy goes crazy. Come on. But as long as you're fearful, you know, it's like walking down the street and that dog barking at you. You ever been in that situation? And a dog can tell if you're fearful. He barks a couple of times. Roo, roo. And if you get scared, oh, because he knows you're fearful. Now I got you. I know that was just a beagle. I don't, you know, I can't do the German shepherd. But he's saying, I got you now. That's how your enemy is. When he knows you're fearful, now he pounces right on you. But don't be fearful. God will raise a standard. He will raise it like a flood when your enemy comes in. Amen. But we need to position ourselves. We need to speak it. We need to speak that the favor of God is on us. Come on. Your favor is on me. I am blessed and highly. It's not being arrogant. I'm not telling you. I'm talking about some false uh, prosperity or some, you know, say the word 10 times and there's magic. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about believing that you are a citizen of the kingdom of God and by the covenant that God has with you, you are walking in the favor of the Lord. Come on. How many are going to do that?